Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, songwriter. Welcome to The Hang. This is an interview that is hosted on the songwritingpro.com website with an industry pro. Now, I'm going to share a little bit of this with you because I think it'll be entertaining and inspiring and informational and help you on your songwriting journey. If you want to see the whole video and all the previous and future episodes of The Hang, you can just hop on over to songwritingpro.com and join today. Start your 14-day free trial. We'd love to have you join us. If you're already a member, just log in, go over to The Hang in the member area, and you can watch it. If you're not a member, now's a great time to join. All right, let's get to The Hang. Today's guest has achieved four number one country singles. Lee Bryce is Hard to Love in 2012, Garth Brooks' More Than a Memory in 2007, Sarah Evans' Suds in the Bucket 2004, and Jody Messina's Bring on the Rain in 2002. His most recent hit, Night Shift, was recorded by John Party and peaked at number four on the country air check media-based chart in May of 2019. Bring on the Rain was nominated for awards by both the Grammys and the CMAs, and reached number six on the adult contemporary chart. It appeared in the country and AC charts for a combined total of 66 weeks. And Suds in the Bucket was the most played country song by a female artist in 2004. And in 2019, Suds landed at number 145 on Sirius XM Radio's list of top 1,000 country songs of all time. Now, More Than a Memory is the only song in country music history to debut at number one on both the Billboard and R&R charts. Our guest has also landed songs on the TV show Nashville and by artists including Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw, Jason Aldean, Blake Shelton, Emmylou Harris, Vince Gill, Sister Hazel, Kenny Rogers, and Leanne Womack. Billy Montana, thanks for hanging with us today. You bet, Brent. You know, uh, so every one of those number ones, big fan of. And then when I was looking through your, your bio, there are a couple more that kind of have a personal, you know, personal thing, a personal thing for me. Uh, songs for sale, David Nail, oh, killer yeah. song. Didn't know you wrote it until I saw your name on the, you know, on the bio there. Preacher won't have to lie. Leanne Womack. Love that. Awesome, man. Seven days, a thousand times cut by both Lee Bryce and Kenny Chesney is a personal yeah. favorite. It's strong. Shreveport to LA. By Dude, Kenny where Thomas. are you pulling that from? So, okay. I worked at blue water music. Uh, when I first moved to Nashville, I was doing admin. I was putting in Mike Plume's royalty data. Oh, and so we had the demo for Shreveport to LA and that was a cool song. I know it got pitched around a lot and I heard it a bunch and I dig it. Yeah. So that yeah, was we had uh, Rivers Rutherford sang that demo. There you go. Well, that was before I knew who he was probably. Exactly. So that, was, I mean, that was like 2002, yeah. 2004. Like that was mm-hmm. around the time I was at Blue Water. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was okay. the time I was there and hearing okay. it. I was going to say, we probably wrote it a bit before that, but still. Yeah, um, so that's when I discovered that's it. That's awesome. You so, yeah, I was like, you have more, definitely- wait a second, this has got to be the same one. And uh, and then Thinking Straight by Rich McCready, for some reason I remember him off CMT. Oh my I was goodness. like, I remember that one. He was up in like the fancy place with the big band in front of the fancy people in, yeah. the, in the video. Yeah, yeah man. One of those that sticks around because I was like free base in CMT memory, back in the day. Oh, I was like mainlining CMT. I was just hooked <laughs> up to CMT like all, like all the time back when that they played music. Awesome. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. 
So that's one thing I love about this is you discover like these songs that you know you've been little touch points or just something you remember going, oh, I know another guy that. That's wow, that's cool. You know, that's amazing. Anyway, that's fun. You, you just about covered my whole career right there. So there we go. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my goal for today's hang is to is to inspire, educate, and motivate our fellow songwriters. And so I just want to do that by having an honest conversation and just by keeping it real and kind of digging into the weeds a little bit on, on how you do this thing, your version of the songwriter's life. You know, everyone has their own. Um, so I like to start off by talking about the cuts and the bruises. So, you know, your best or favorite story of a cut, whatever makes it stand out for you. Could be your first one, could be your, you know, biggest charting one, whatever it might be for you. And then we'll follow that up with a music business bruise, you know, the not getting the cut, the getting dropped from the deal, the almost happened thing. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, and we'll just so like one of the, the coolest, I'll tell you one of the coolest stories. So this is a happy ending, right? Yeah. Cut the cut story. It, yeah. It was more than a memory probably yeah. because that was one of those things. Um, Lee Bryce, Kyle Jacobs and I, it was Lee and Kyle, it was Lee's idea. Mm-hmm. Kyle, um, and he had begun work on it and came to me and said, um, we got this idea. We think you're the guy that we should be writing this with. And I'm like, what are you calling it? And they said, more than a memory. And I was like, well, dang, I already know what that song's about, which yeah. I love titles like that, that you just have to like, I said, she's not just a memory. She's more than a memory. And they're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so Lee had had this college girlfriend that took him a long time to get over. And so that was the, seed for that song well we we wrote a verse and a chorus in the writer's room that same day that they approached me and um our publisher came over and we played him the verse and the chorus and he was like boys my the hair standing up on my arms you guys got to finish that today Mm -hmm. and so we wrote uh wrote the rest of it did a very simple quick guitar piano vocal and then um people got interested in it because lead just kick butt on the vocal like it was just it was just amazing which actually you can get that on itunes you can get his version of it oh yeah it's really cool and yeah, he's um, a great singer very emotional yeah, yeah. and he, he delivered because i think it was kind of near and dear to him you know yeah so uh we found out garth brooks had been kind of semi-retired and he had taken some years off to raise his daughters in oklahoma but he was coming out of retirement, but not a ton of people knew that. And But my publisher caught wind of that and sent that demo to uh, Scott Sherrod, who worked for, um, at the Major time, Bob. Major Bob Music, yeah. And so Scott liked it, and Bob liked it, I think, and passed it along to Garth. And so then Garth decided to cut it. So that we wrote that song. What I love about it is that it happened the way everybody thinks that it happened in the music business but it never does but <laughs> right. it did. so it was yeah. like we wrote it at the end of march early april garth recorded it in june in july he invited us to the studio to hear it in august he announced it was going to be the first single in september it was the first single off this new project that he was doing called ultimate hits and the same that week they released a song on Monday probably and on Wednesday I got a text that says your song's sitting at number one. Hang on. I got a text from I don't even know who that was. <laughs> yeah. I, I have I have uh and so it it was kind of surreal, like yeah. 
Is that possible that no one right. has heard a song? It, it could be number one, but um, Garth explained it, you know, when, so gosh, 10 days after they released the song, we had a number one party at the country <laughs> music hall and, and Garth was there. And it's just kind of like, it was just surreal. It's like it whiplash. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was like everything everybody thinks happens in the music business and it never does, but it did. So I, I, that's that. So that was remarkable. That That's great. I was writing for major Bob. I had a publishing deal. Um, 2005 through 2007. So I was, okay. I was over there at the time. Okay. And so that was, of course, so it was a know. big deal everywhere on the road when that came out, debuted at number one, but right. you know, right. over, over Bob's house, you know, we were all amazed by that. We're like, good. There's more income coming into business, but also we're like, Hey Scott, you're my plugger. Yeah. You're not Billy's and you're not Lee's. You're my plugger. Which is, no, but then you hear the song, you're like, that's a freaking amazing song. Show them how it's done. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of that song on many levels, not just for what it did, but just it's, it's a great song. It's so emotional and, and kind of checks all the boxes in a great way. Yeah. So. I think it's what he was, obviously what Garth was looking for. But, you know, I've heard subsequently that it wasn't like, if even that wasn't like a slam dunk for him. Mm-hmm. He had to fool around in his truck out in Oklahoma, listen to it. And I think that's something for writers to remember too, is that very rarely is there, you know, just this across the board acceptance of a song, like that's a smash uh, and everybody's in agreement on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, that, when you hear that, it and you hear his record and you know what happened afterwards, it's, yeah, you go like, yeah, smash. But prior to that, I mean, even even he had to, do I want to hang this part of my career on this song? Is yeah, because that's a very important single. It's the exactly. comeback single. Exactly. That's a, yeah. It had a difference. It, it reminds me of what people say. It's, it's got to be undeniable. Crap, everything's deniable. Mm, yeah, pretty much. I watched the Grammys last night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything's deniable. You know, so... Uh, only I mean, I, guess. I hear stories. I don't want to steal from other friends or whatever, but I hear stories like the house that built me was four years old mm-hmm. and Alan and um, who's the other writer on that? Tom Douglas. Uh, Tom Douglas and so Alan Chan. They, re- yeah. they rewrote it. Yeah. And, and then it was another three years before it got recorded. So seven years from the inception of the song to when it got recorded, and then that doesn't count time to, for it to be a hit and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it, you think that's a slam dunk. It wasn't right. a slam dunk. All right. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the cut story. That's the, that's the mountaintop. So let's go into the valley here. What's, what's a bruiser? Cause I want to, people watching these to know that, Hey, even you can have a, a song debut at number one, but that doesn't mean your career has been an unbroken string of green lights. You know, oh it's, gosh, of course not. Well, there's, yeah. there's several, I'll, I'll kind of do like, I'll kind of do a, a medley. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the first ones, you know, probably the first, I got a, I had a cut on Tim McGraw's first record hmm. and that was the record before Indian outlaw. It's a song called, um, ain't no angels. Mm-hmm. And they had the it, one like, what? Welcome to the club. Was that yeah. on there? Yeah. 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 Welcome to the club room, room at the holiday inn, I think, or something like that was one of those songs, but I don't know. I, I was on, I was on that record, yeah, the one before anybody knew who Tim McGraw was. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it, and that my song was on the sticker, and mm-hmm. so I was thinking, you know, single, 
And uh, so that didn't happen. So then I had uh, Doug Stone a couple years after that was recording uh, and having great success on radio. He'd had a song called Pine Box. His producer was Doug Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Doug recorded a song of mine. On, Doug Johnson recorded a song of mine on Doug Stone called One Shadow. And he told me, uh, he said, I had to convince Doug to record this, but uh, he said I had to do that with Pine Box too, and it was it was a smash. He says I think the same thing's going to happen with this song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Doug Stone couldn't sing it apparently, or at least that was the excuse, and so that didn't <laughs> make, that didn't even make the record. Oh wow! And right after that, I had a, a song on Leon Womack's first record called Montgomery to Memphis, and it was cut. So that's not a, that was great. It was a, it was a platinum record, but I actually have the CD pro of how it was supposed to be the single, the last single off the first record. Mm. And some, in some conference room, they decided they couldn't get the single up and down before Christmas. So they pulled a little past little rock off the next record and made that the single. Mm. And so Montgomery and Memphis was never released. So you'd have been, you'd have been somewhere between like the full and little past little rock. Exactly. I guess exactly that, that would have been a good. We had spot a song called Buckaroo that actually came out of the Bob, you know, Major Bob catalog, if I'm not mistaken, okay. and uh, because Mark Sanders, I believe, was a writer on that, and it it died in the 20s or something, but mm-hmm. it just didn't come with another single. So I mean, and that's just that's just going along. Where at that point, I was like, I I need to be. Honestly, my wife has been really supportive the whole way through my career, but at that point, she was like. She not because of what it did to her, but she saw what that did to me mm-hmm. and uh, how devastated I was by that. And she says, "You maybe you need to think about doing something different." Mm-hmm. And I didn't disagree with that. You know, I mean, I was like, that was the closest I came to saying, "Okay, it's just it's not going to happen." Yeah, that's that is rough. Uh, my wife said the thing before, like, "I believe in you." I just don't believe in the business. Yeah. You know, she said that before. Like, I know, you know, I believe you're great, but just the way that thing is set up, that machine yeah. is set, you know, basically what you meant. So yeah, there it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It ain't for the, it ain't for the faint of heart. You know, that's true. Um, so thanks for, thanks for sharing those. Um, and there's something you others. said, I have others, but I'll stop. <laughs> we go. The, it's only 30 minutes show. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, that's true for all of us. We're, you know, that's the thing. You've got to hang in long enough to have enough of those bruise stories. Yes. Yeah, the people that don't make it only have like one and then they went home. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, or one or two. You know, it's the people that make it that probably have the most. My son, Randy, uh, had his first, as a writer, his first number one record uh, on a song called Beer Never Broke My Heart that was a Luke Combs hit back in the summer. Yeah. And... But way before then, he asked me, he says, uh, I've, I've been through record deals, mm-hmm. lost them, had failed singles. I've had cuts on bands that lost their deals, blah, 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 all of the same things. He says, am I in the club yet? I said, man, you just got your toe in the door. <laughs> you got to get punched in the face a few more times before you can really be in the club. <laughs> right. so, but it was just kind of funny because he was going through all of those same things. And I was like, dude, I can totally relate to every one of those things that you're talking about. Yeah. A few more of those and you'd never be more of those? Yeah. yeah, we'll talk. That, that's funny. Uh, something you said talking about more than a memory that, that caught my ear. And this is the kind of stuff I like to dive into. You said uh, it was Kyle and Lee that called you up, right? 
and said, we thought you'd be a good person to write this with. What is that? Because that's, I, I know I've been called in on stuff like that before, like, hey, we need to bring Brandon in on this. And I think that's, that's a valuable thing to go, to get in a spot where people will call you, you know, to be the closer, the fixer, whatever. What do you think it is that you bring right. to the table? This is a chance for you to brag on yourself. Why well, do you think they called you instead of, I mean, their Rolodexes are big. I'm sure. So I think realistically, if you would like to hear the rest of this interview or hear all past and future hang episodes, join songwritingpro.com today. Before we go, let's leave you with a little word from one of our members. Hey, Brent, Ave Topel here. Just touching base. Uh, letting you know my songwriter pro membership is working great for me, uh, especially your songwriter pitch events. Long story short, pitched to a publisher who sent me a deal to sign back in uh, late fall. Uh, in February, the publisher told me that an artist uh, had contacted him, picked up the song, and in April, I heard it on the radio. Thanks, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll be back. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.